Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 30 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. Today's title is Grace in Place of Disgrace. Beth Witherton III said this about the Immaculate Conception. It was the story of Jesus' birth told by early Christians that led to the reading of Isaiah 7:14 in a new light, not the other way around. If we ask the significance of the virginal conception, it stresses, one, the holiness of the child, for he was conceived through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Two, the uniqueness of the child, for such means of conception is unprecedented. Three, the divinity of the child, by this means it was made clear he was the Son of God. Our reading today comes from Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The biblical account of the birth of Jesus is full of practical insights that need to be applied to our spiritual journey. The word usually translated birth in verse 18 is the same Greek word Genesis that Matthew used in verse 1 where it is translated genealogy. By repeating this word, Matthew connects this new paragraph with the genealogy and reemphasizes the new creation theme by which he understands Jesus. In the use of that one word, God reinforces the truth that Jesus has come to make all things new. His virgin birth, sinless life, sacrificial death, and powerful resurrection made possible a new birth and a new life spiritually for everyone who accepts His grace by faith. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Jesus came so that we could exchange our disgrace for His grace. Mary and Joseph experienced this exchange in their own journey with Jesus. Most people don't understand the scandal that surrounded Mary and Joseph when it became known that she was pregnant. The following commentaries might bring some clarity. To understand this, one must recognize that in Jewish marriage, there were three steps. The first step was the engagement. 
a contract arranged by family members who determined whether the couple would be well-suited for each other and for a future marriage. Second, there was the betrothal, the public ratification of the engagement, with a period of one year for the couple to become known as belonging to each other, but not having the rights of living together as husband and wife. The only way a betrothal could be terminated was by divorce. In Jewish law, there is a phrase which states that a young woman whose fiancé dies during the period of betrothal is called a virgin who is a widow. Mary and Joseph were in the second stage in the account of this text. The third stage is the marriage proper, which took place at the end of the year of betrothal. It was during the year of their betrothal that Mary made known to Joseph that she was with child by the miraculous act of God. Joseph is referred to as a just man with special love and consideration for Mary. Confronted with the problem of his betrothed being pregnant, he contemplated how to end the betrothal in a divorce. He sought ways to do it privately rather than to expose her publicly. Mary was pledged and pregnant, and Joseph knew that the child was not his own. Mary's apparent unfaithfulness carried a severe social stigma. According to Jewish civil law, Joseph had the right to divorce her. The law was explained, and the penalty for unchastity was death by stoning. That's Deuteronomy 22, 23, and 24, although this was rarely carried out at this time. Therefore, Mary and Joseph were subject to public disgrace because Mary was pregnant. Mary and Joseph had one thing in common with Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. The world looked at them, all with judgmental eyes of disgrace. But Jesus loved them all through his unconditional grace. As we're headed to a new year with Jesus, there are wonderful truths here to apply to our daily lives. No one needs to be reminded that we live in a world that is extremely judgmental. People do a great job spreading rumors, gossip, and bad news, but for some reason have a difficult time sharing the good news of Jesus. The world gives up on most people when they make mistakes, yet God takes our mistakes and turns them into pictures of His grace. This reminds me of Romans 8:28, where Paul says, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. God has a plan for His people and can take even our mess-ups and turn them into His masterpieces. As we enter a new year, make sure to remember that our God is making everything new. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all need forgiveness. Thank God that He forgives and gives second chances. Let's reflect on today's reading as we ask ourselves, Are you quick to judge others while you want God to be patient with you? Why? Are you slow to forgive others while you want God to quickly forgive you? Why? Why do you think people want God's goodness for their lives but want His judgment for others? What does this say about our concept of God and our concern for others? Where in your life has God given you grace in place of disgrace? Who in your life needs to see His grace through your love. Pray with me. Father, I thank you that you see beyond our mistakes and you see us as your masterpiece. 
Help us to do the same for others. In Jesus' name, amen.